up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. So glad you decided to join me for the third episode. We're moving. But it's been a minute since I put out an episode. I think it's been like two or three weeks at this point. And the reason why, let me tell you a story, actually. The reason why I haven't been around was within the past couple weeks, I got a couple opportunities to preach at different places. And stuff has been happening, actually. One opportunity I got, I got the opportunity to speak at my church's youth group. And it was only supposed to be for two weeks, two Fridays. But God moved mightily in those two Fridays and they basically have been extending it. So now we're going on four weeks and we've just been seeing a lot of stuff take place. We've been seeing people get saved. The second week, actually two weeks in, people are getting filled with the Holy Ghost. People are getting delivered and God's really demonstrating his power in those meetings. So we're, we're still continuing. We're going into the fifth week this week and we're believing that God is going to still move mightily. Actually, one thing that's very interesting is that the first week we started, there were 15 people there, I'm told. And within four weeks, last Friday, we had 56 people present. So we grew like literally more than double within like three or four weeks. And it's still continuing to grow. I'm hearing um, parents tell me that they're going to send their kids when, because they're hearing about what's going on. Parents telling me that their kids didn't want to go to church. And now they're in the they're in one of the meetings and now they want to come to church and they're coming out on Friday nights now. So thank God. God is really moving and changing hearts. Another thing that happened was a couple weeks ago, I got an opportunity to preach at a conference. I think I told you guys about this and God moved mightily there, too. But this week when I was pondering what I should do this week's episode on and what I should talk about, I just decided that maybe I should let you guys hear part of what I preached at that conference. And it's going to be a continuation of what I talked about the first episode. If you remember the first episode, I talked about the demonstration of the gospel and I came to you from Mark 16. So I actually created that sermon for that conference, but ended up talking about it on here first. So I'm going to play an excerpt of what I preached during that conference. So take a listen. And this is going to go along with what we're in right now. Because we see this virus... And we're like, well, it's all over. What are we supposed to do? There's a preacher by the name of John G. Lake. He was around in the 50s, or in the 20s, I think. And during that time, the Black Plague broke out in Africa. And that plague is highly contagious. And people started dying. And when people started dying of that plague, nobody wanted to go pick up the bodies. Because... When people die, they will foam, that they will foam out of the mouth. And even in a dead person, the virus is still contagious. And nobody wants to pick up bodies. They started paying people. And they said, okay, I'll pay you to go pick up these bodies. And people were like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not trying to get sick. But John G. Lake heard about it. And he was like, come on, man. He's like, I'll go pick up the bodies. So he went to Africa. And he said, I'm gonna pick, and he just started picking up bodies and taking them on the ships to be sent back to where they came from. And after a while, scientists started looking at it and they're like, hold on a minute, how are you picking up all these bodies coming into contact with this virus and you're not dying? You're not sick, nothing is wrong with you. And he quoted a scripture out of Romans and he said, the law of life through Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So because I have the law of life through 
through Christ Jesus, everything that comes from the law of sin and death can't touch me. And he said, you know what, hold up, do an experiment. He said, take some of the foam off of a dead person's mouth, and I want you to put it on my hand under a microscope and see what happens. And he said, when that virus comes in contact with my body, it has to die because I live in the law of life in Christ Jesus. So they took him up on his mouth and they did it. So when he went and put his hand under the microscope, they took some of that foam and put it on his head. When they did that, John said they caught the virus. No. When he did that, when they did that, they literally saw all those live viruses under that microscope die and evaporate when it touched his hand. And that started something because in this generation, and it's okay to take your precautions do what you want, but if you think your precautions, and you're going to put your precautions over the power of God and the protection of the Holy Ghost, you will get sick in your way. Because listen, the devil is out. And the only way you can fight a spirit and you can fight this thing is not in the flesh. You got to fight it in the spirit. So, when, so this is how we as believers can go out into the world and do our thing throughout this whole pandemic and not get sick. I've been out at stores and places that done all that stuff and been walking around. And I can tell you within five months I'm not sick. You know why? Because I believe the word. God said you protect us. Look at Psalm 91. And I put that into effect. I said, listen, God, if you're really who you say you are, and I need to go out and do certain things when I go out, I need you to protect me. And guess what? He's done what he said he would do. So first of all, God can protect you from something like this. And let John G. Lake be an example to you. But second of all, you as a believer don't just have to live through this. Because look at this pandemic. It stopped the preaching of the gospel. And I told you, I told you that scripture where Jesus said in Matthew 24 that this gospel was going to be preached to all nations and then the end would come. So right now, there's a ban on travel. Churches have been closed. The gospel can't get out. And the devil is using it as a field thing to be like, ha ha, you guys said that you guys would go get this nation, you guys would go get this country, and all I have to do is lock you out of church, and now you can't do it. But God is waiting for us as believers to stand up and be like, hold on a minute. If you gave me power over all the works of the devil, I'm allowed to stand up and talk to that virus and tell it to die in Jesus' name. And let me tell you something. Last week, I was sitting at the side of my bed at night, or it was two weeks ago. I was sitting at the side of my bed. And every day, I just search up the cases to see where the cases are at for the day. And one night, I got that. Because I was like, hold on, I'm seeing 150 cases every day, 178 cases every day, 198. I'm like, if we as believers don't start speaking to this thing and commanding this thing to die, it won't die. So I got mad one night. I felt the gift of faith rise up in me when I read that. And I stood up at the side of my bed, and I don't know where it came from, but I said, you know what? In the name of Jesus, I command all these cases to fall under 100 tomorrow in Jesus' name. I woke up the next morning and checked my phone. And let me tell you something. Two weeks ago, for the first time since this whole thing started, I read it. said The headline said, for the first time since the pandemic started, cases are 78 cases today. And if you look 
For the past two weeks, with the exception of like two days, the cases have stayed under 100. You didn't hear what I said. It stayed under 100. So let me tell you something. Use that as encouragement to see yourself as somebody who has power inside of you to stop something from coming on your nation. You have power to stop the enemy from wreaking havoc in your nation. Look at Daniel. Daniel prayed in Daniel 9 on behalf of this nation for them to come out of captivity. And what the Bible said in Daniel 10, the minute he prayed, the minute he, the first time he prayed, God sent the answer. And the angel came to him 21 days later and fought. But he said, listen, Daniel, don't get it twisted. The first time, the first time you prayed, God sent the answer. So I'm telling you today, you as a believer, you have power to stop this thing. If we're going to go demonstrate the gospel, we are not to stop the enemy from trying to stop us from doing it. And let me tell you something. I said prophesied earlier, next year, we're not going through this next year because the devil is going to use this as fuel to try to start something up. But let me tell you something. As believers, we get to rise up in their authority and in their power. We stop this, and we're going to go forth to preach the gospel and demonstrate the gospel unhindered. Next year, and starting this year in Jesus' name. Do you believe that? Unhindered. We're going forth unhindered this year in Jesus' name. I just started ministry. I just graduated from Bible college in May. I was in America for two years studying. For studying. And I came back in March for spring break. And that's when this thing hit. And I was like, now all of my plans are gone. All of my plans are messed up. I don't know what I'm going to do. Everybody had all these plans. And God, and when God called me to ministry, God called me to ministry when I was eight. I didn't answer until I was 16, though. He called me when I was eight. And after he called me, I started feeling a heavy desire to see the power of God move again in this city and in this country. And I had a heavy desire to see the demonstration of the gospel again. And one night I was in church, I was eight years old. And a preacher prophesied to me and said that God's going to use you. And God's anointing your hands to demonstrate his gospel. He's anointing your hands to lay hands on the sick and they will cover. He's anointing you to cast out devils through your hands. So when I got out of Bible college, I said, well, God, you anointed me to do this. And now this thing is trying to stop me. I said, listen. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do what God called me to do, and I'm not letting no devil stop me. That I have power. And I can tell you, the minute I prayed that and I got serious about it, I said, I'm gonna still demonstrate the gospel. The believers are still gonna demonstrate this gospel. And the minute I prayed, that door started opening for me to start ministering in places. So let me tell you something tonight. This virus does not have power over you. You got power over this virus. fulfilling your calling. In Jesus' name. Let me tell you one more story. A couple last year, let's say last year, and I'm talking about the demonstration of the gospel. Last year, there was a series of events that happened, and somebody ended up sending a curse to my house. And I was with this person me and my family were with this person. This person said something to us. And I can tell when they said that, they were trying to send something to our house. And I felt very weird when the person said it. 
The person said, you know what, you guys, something happened and they got caught in a line. And they said, you know what, you guys better watch out because I know who my God is. And something in me was like, it ain't the same God I serve. And when they said that, the next night, I was in my house. And I was upstairs, and my mom was downstairs. And all of a sudden, I heard my mom start yelling and praying. And I'm like, what's going on? What's going on? And I came downstairs, and she's not an overly super spiritual person. So when she did that, I was like, okay, something's going on. And when she came out, she said, I was sitting in my den, and I felt the spirit walk into the house. And when the spirit walked into the house, it stood right in front of me, and I saw this tall demonic spirit in front of me, and I started rebuking it. And I came down the stairs, and I said, so the devil is now trying to get in my house. He picked the wrong house to get into, because this house is covered under the blood, and now the devil can't touch my house. And when I thought that, I turned around towards the door, and I said, listen here, you devil. I know exactly where you came from. Instantly, I knew it came from that person. I said, if I know exactly where it came, where you come from, and you don't have no jurisdiction in this house. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I command you to get out of my house. And when I said that, you felt, I felt the weight lift and you felt out the front door that they left. So let me tell you something. In this last hour, the church is not powerless against the enemy. In this last hour, we're going to do everything that God has called us to do, and we're walking in power and authority in Jesus' name. Tell anybody about it, but people can feel that something was wrong with me. And one of the leader 
leaders, one of the school leaders walked up to me in a chapel, it was right before chapel, and they said, they were, we were praying in a circle before chapel like we usually do. And he walked up to me and he said, listen, all fear is coming out of you, all anxiety is coming out off of you, and what you are going to do for Christ, you're going to do it and nothing is going to hinder you from doing it. Can I tell you something? From that day forward, social anxiety fell off of me. At my last two semesters of Bible college, I was a fearful people, I didn't have problems talking in front of people, and look, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> So let me tell you something. 
of God, you're going to start seeing things happen. You're going to start people who you never thought would get saved. Start getting saved. And Toronto shall be saved. Canada shall be saved. It's not going to be a slogan to you, but it's going to be a reality to you. Did you hear that? I said Canada shall be saved. It's not going to be some type of slogan and some type of catch line for the Bible meetings. It's going to be a reality to us starting this year. You don't sound like you believe it. I know you've been coming here for six hours to not believe that. Canada, I'm say it one more time. Canada shall be saved. It's not going to be a slogan to Canadian believers. It's not going to be a slogan to us anymore. But from this point forward, Canada shall be saved. It's going to be a reality to us. So that was just a little bit of the message that I preached at that conference. And the point I wanted to get to them and the point I want to get to you today is that you're not waiting on God to give you something else. He gave you everything you need to fulfill what he's called you to do. So now it's our responsibility to go forth and get that done. It's our responsibility to go forth and fulfill the Great Commission because he sent the Holy Spirit and he endued us with power. So now let's go and let's get it done. You know, he told the disciples in Acts 1, he said, wait in Jerusalem until you receive the power. And when they received the power, they were finally fully equipped to go do what he told them to do back in Mark 16. So let me make it clear to you today that you have it and he's already given it to you. So now you're unstoppable in doing what he's called you to do. So don't let nothing hold you back from doing that. But I thank you again for joining me this week. And I know that when you put God's word into practice, he'll back it and he'll confirm it and show you that it's true. And it actually does work. But thanks again for watching this week's episode. And I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. God bless you all.